0: She's a rich girl, she don't try to hide it Diamonds on the soles of her shoes He's a poor boy, empty as a pocket Empty as a pocket, with nothing to lose Sing ta na She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes oh She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes 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 Diamonds on the soles of her shoes
1: Hi, I'm Eric Angevine. Thanks for joining me on Radio Superfly. I was in high school when Paul Simon's Graceland came out. Ladysmith Black Mombazo's voices gave me goosebumps. Then came the nimble bass line, sunny guitar sound, and soaring horns that made me want to dance. It was the first time I'd heard South African music and I was instantly hooked. A couple of years later, I was a very green student DJ with a morning jazz show on KJHK-FM at the University of Kansas. I disguised my minimal knowledge of the art form by pulling records at random from the shelves lining the walls of the air studio. I felt that same rush come back to me when I dropped the needle on an album by South African trumpeter Hugh Masekela. The liner notes told me he was the father of South African jazz. My heart told me I needed to listen to and share every bit of his music I could find. We'll Hugh Masakela was born in 1939 in a township in Whitbank, South Africa. He played piano growing up until he saw the 1950 Kirk Douglas film Man with a Horn at age 14. From then on, he knew he wanted to play trumpet. Legendary British priest and anti-apartheid activist Trevor Huddleston bought a horn for the young prodigy and connected him with a musical mentor. When other young players expressed interest, a youth orchestra named the Huddleston Jazz Band was formed. Hugh Masakela's talent was evident early on. When Louis Armstrong heard about the student jazz band, he sent Masakela one of his own trumpets. As Masakela's fame grew, he connected with other jazz minded countrymen and formed a group known as the Jazz Epistles. They went on to record South Africa's first jazz album called Jazz Epistles Volume 1. The record was noteworthy for two reasons. One, it openly defied the apartheid government, which despised jazz as a subversive music that encouraged race mixing. And two, it was the first collaboration of Hugh Masakela with another giant of South African jazz, pianist Dollar Brand, who would later adopt the name Abdullah Ibrahim. Ibrahim and Masakela became internationally known musicians eventually. But Ibrahim credited a lesser-known member of the group, saxophonist Kippy Moketsi, with forming the group's core identity. Quote, the key was we had to play our own original music, he said in a 2017 interview, and Kippi was the driving force saying that this was an affirmation of our culture and tradition. Some of the songs he injected some of the traditional dance music and integrated it in his composition. In 1960, 69 South African protesters were shot in a crackdown that became known as the Sharpeville Massacre. As unrest grew, large gatherings in the townships were banned, and the music scene was hit hard. Masakela left his home country, burnishing his formal education with stints at Guildhall School of Music in London and Manhattan School of Music in New York City. He began to live the life of a star musician befriending Harry Belafonte and briefly marrying South African actor, singer, and activist Miriam Makeba. Masakela's career was booming. He played at the 1967 Monterey Pop Festival and hit number one on the U.S. charts with the sunny, upbeat tune, Grazing in the Grass. Throughout the 70s and 80s, Hugh Masakela continued to record jazz albums under his own name and was in high demand as a guest artist. He appeared on albums with The Birds and Paul Simon, giving a glimpse into the latter musicians' growing interest in the township sound. He helped organize the Zaire 74 Music Festival as a companion event to the legendary Rumble in the Jungle match between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. The dire situation at home was always near to his mind, and he was not shy about expressing his political beliefs. As worldwide awareness and condemnation of apartheid began to grow, he recorded Bring Him Back Home. The song was released in 1987 and accurately predicted the joy black South Africans would feel when their leader was released from prison three years later. Masakela's influence on generations of African musicians cannot be overstated. He founded the Botswana International School of Music and appeared in the documentary film Amandla, A Revolution in Four-Part Harmony. He played with the Dave Matthews Band in 2013 and reunited with Abdullah Ibrahim and the Jazz Epistles three years later. He continued performing and teaching until his death in 2018 from prostate cancer. Thanks for joining me on Radio Superfly. I hope you've enjoyed learning more about the legendary father of South African jazz, Hugh Masakela.